This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast Weekly Rundown. My name is Adam Glenn, joined by my buddy on the other side of the country, Dax Holt. How are you, my friend? I am so good. It's Friday. It is time to get ready for the weekend. Argentina plays in the final this weekend, so I will either be in a good spirits for our next podcast or really pissed off. How, we'll, we'll see. How are you? Like you? Are you? What's your deal with Argentina? Because you don't look like. Oh my. My wife and her whole family, they're Argentinian. Okay. And so I have been bred into this culture of loving Argentina soccer for many, many years. I mean, my wife and I have been together since high school. So, um, you know, I've just been involved with the Argentinian culture for so long. And, like, her her mom is in Argentina right now. So I'm getting to live it, like, through the eyes of someone that is down there and, like, sending us videos of people chanting in the street after every game and, like, parades. It's so funny because stuff doesn't stop down here when the World Cup is going on. You know, like, it, it yeah. kind of did when USA was playing, but, like, not to the extent like it is in Argentina. Well, I believe like, it. Like, she was at a restaurant, and it was funny because – and the game was on and the waiters were like, no, no, I'm not serving you anything during the game. Yeah. Like, sorry, the game's on. I'm not working right now. Like, that's just the difference in, you know, football is life down there. Yeah. I am actually surprised there's not more celebrities down at this year's World Cup. I understand it's a kind of a crazy situation going on there and it is, yeah. you know, but I'm surprised more people didn't show up. I saw Diplo was like one of the only people that I saw that was at the game. I saw um, Beckham was there. Well, Beckham's. I expect him to be there. Uh, you know, he is like soccer or football royalty. So yeah. uh, I expect him to be here. All right. This is our weekly rundown where we give you the top 10 stories of the week. Um, I mean, let's be real. You guys know what the number one story of the week is going to be. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, unfortunately. No, yeah. No surprise with that one. Well, major surprise with that one. But yeah. no surprise that it made our number yeah. one spot. Before we get to the top 10 stories of the week, we read your reviews. Um, to show a little love when you give us some love. So, Dax, do you have some reviews ready? I do, I do. This one comes from Coco Cobb, five stars. Finally, I've been patiently searching for a podcast that fits my cravings, but I just could never fully get in that itch scratched. I stumbled upon their podcast through another favorite, and it was more than a pleasantly surprised. Dax and Adam bring such positive and fun vibes to this show, all while revealing juicy and thought-provoking content. I am so happy to have found them. K Cobb 12. K Cobb 12. Thank you. That's so nice. Thank you, so thank you. sweet. And again, when you guys. Great review. Great review. Do you have another one? I do. All right. This one comes from BDLC San Diego. It says five star sleepless in San Diego. I suffer from chronic insomnia. Wow. Join the club. Me too. Uh, the only silver lining in my sleepless nights is listening to Hollywood Raw podcasts. The content is interesting and current. I actually look forward to not sleeping when new episodes are released. <laughs> I'm glad we can uh, lull you to sleep at some point. Yeah, BDLC San Diego. Hope you get to sleep and get a good night's sleep after our podcast. So thank you for that. Let's do one more. 
All right, one more. This one comes from uh, Jennifer0175. Thanks, Juicy Scoop. What a great find. Loved your interview on Juicy Scoop and immediately subscribed. Can't get enough of all the stories, interviews, and pop culture info. Thrilled to have you guys to listen to. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for coming over and joining us. Any fan of Heather's, we love. Yes. Thank you. Uh, all right, now on to the top 10 stories of the week. It was a weird week of entertainment news, um, but 100%. let's start, and we have a little insight on one story that goes on there, but let's start with number 10. All right, number 10. Number 10 is confusing as hell, but <laughs> it made major headlines this week, uh, and that is that Diddy has a new baby girl named after him. All right, so that's not the confusing part. Not the confusing that Diddy has a new girl that he's revealing, and by her na- way, her name is Love Sean Combs. Interesting. <laughs> I was, did not expect that name. Okay, Sean Combs. But the confusing part is he has he's been in this polyamorous relationship with Young Miami. All right, and so everyone's seen them out and about, hanging out. Like on the fifth of December, they were dancing together. Um, and she definitely. It doesn't look like she had the baby. I'll tell you that much. So. We're going, okay, the baby didn't come from her, even though he's announcing it. Um, we do know, according to TMZ, the baby was born in October, so it seems like he is just now revealing the birth, even though the baby was born a couple uh, you know, months back. So I'm like, okay, I get that. However, you go over to Shade Room, and Shade Room is saying that the baby's mama is named, let me find it right here. Sorry, I should have been more prepared. Um new mama is Dana Tran, who is a 20-year-old cyber specialist. Okay, so I'm like, okay, so now we've got, whatever, you know, Diddy's had, uh, you know, six, uh, this is his seventh kid, he's had six kids with six different women, so that that seems, you know, on point for him. But then there's photos of him out, hanging out with another girl. And I'm like, what is happening now? I, I, can't, I literally can't keep up with the story because it's bouncing all over the place. Now I got three different women involved, a new baby. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I don't know what's going on with Diddy. It's really a hard story to follow. Diddy's just, I feel like, first of all, he's, got, he's the father of seven kids now. He's what, like around 53 years old. I find Diddy to be very interesting, but also very like awkward and weird. Like we haven't met the real Diddy. Does that make sense? Like, we see what he is on TV and stuff, but, like, who mm-hmm. is he as a person? I don't know if we know. Does that make sense? I, I, you've you've probably had more interactions with him than I have. I don't I don't think I've ever ran into, like, more than seeing him on stage where I'll, I'm at, like, a MTV Awards, but I haven't, like, had that one-on-one interaction like I'm sure you have. Yeah, I have. I just, it's weird. Of all the times I've seen him, of all the times I've met him, and when I say met him, it's not like he knows me, so I can't say I've met him, but been around him. You just never know what person or, like, who he really is as a person. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't even mean that as a positive way. It's just kind of very weird or random and blah. Like, I would like to know, like, what the deal is with your relationships right now. It's just... It's wild. It's Let's very get weird. Him on. Yeah. Come on, Diddy. Come on. I love it. Our Facebook group, a uh, shout out to Off the Record. People are like, oh, you should have like Channing Tatum on. I'm like, yeah, we should, but there's no chance. Like, Diddy's not coming. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But we do appreciate your suggestions. We do so appreciate. Maybe too high for, uh, for yeah, us. Yeah, keep them coming because I do want to hear who you guys want to have on the podcast. But I mean, we do reach out, but the chances of them coming on <laughs> is kind of a reach. All right, let's go to number nine. Number nine, uh, Below Deck. If you're a Below Deck fan, 
Captain Lee has announced he is leaving the boat. This was a pretty big shocker on uh, the December 12th episode on the Bravo series. He is saying that, uh, you know, it's it's really coming down to all of his medical problems that he's been having. If you've seen, he's been on crutches on the show. Um, he said that his injury just keeps getting worse and the left side of his body, he just doesn't feel anything. He's um, expected to be having a lot more progress than he's experiencing and he's more frustrated about it than anything and he can't get his job done. He can't walk around on the deck. He can't observe what people are doing. So he feels like he's letting down his crew by not being able to be by his, their side. And so all come all of that being said, he's going, I, I need I need to be done. I need to, to move on, or at least for now. If he does get better, he might just end up be coming back. But without this mobility, he's like, uh, I don't want to be doing this. I'm letting too many people down. So Yeah. Um, I First of all, I respect to him for kind of doing that. You know, when you're making the money he's doing, when you become the star that Captain Lee's become, I think it can be a little bit tough to kind of do that and say, hey, listen, I can yeah. no longer perform. Um, Especially I when you become so famous and so popular. And then it's like you don't want to be done, but your body is saying you need to rest. Yeah. Um, so, and again, with the fame and the money now he's making, it's kind of a difficult situation. However, I did see him at BravoCon, and he didn't look in the best shape. I mean, the guy has gotten older. He might have had a few drinks in him, um, but I feel like he's just – he just can't perform. And props to him for kind of stepping up because there's – you know, with his position, there's there's lives on the line, you know? and um Absolutely. As what a good captain, I guess, should do. He knew that he couldn't perform and give it to someone who can do a better job. Um, but it's crazy how much people loved Captain Lee. I saw him at BravoCon. People went nuts for Captain Lee. Like, he was just beloved. Um, I personally, you know, I know we've had some below deck people on the show. I don't really watch the show. But, um, you know, Captain Lee, uh, bon voyage, I guess you say to a captain. Great, you had a great run. All right. Number, uh, number eight. All right, number eight, Jay Leno opening up for the first time about his accident that left him with crazy severe burns across his body and his face. So he sat down with Hoda Kotb from the Today Show. This was his first interview since that November 12th incident. Um, and uh, this was gnarly. He described the whole thing. He said that it was a fuel line that was clogged and he was working on that 1907 car with his friend Dave uh, Kilecki, I think is how you say the guy's name. Um, and so he was underneath. He said, it sounded like it was clogged, so I blew some air through the line. And when he did, um, he got like a face full of gas. And then the pilot like jumped and his face caught on fire. So he was saying, that he goes, Dave, I'm on fire. And his friend goes, all right. And he goes, no, 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 Dave, I'm on fire. And he goes, oh my God. So Dave jumped out, jumped on top of him and just started smothering the fire out. Um, and then they did kind of show some video and some other stuff from um, him getting treatment at, inside this burn center. Um, his his doctor, daughter, Dr. Peter Grossman, who treated him, had basically said that his, you know, it was, he had third, possibly fourth, or was it second, possibly third degree burns on his face, his hands, his chest, and that, um, you know, they, they were, the face were deeper and a little more concerning. So um, he is very lucky to be alive. And if you didn't hear right after about the two week mark, he went and performed to a sold out crowd at uh, the comedy and magic club in Hermosa beach. So he got right back out as quickly as he could. 
I actually really like Jay Leno's car show. I think it's a, I'm not a car guy by any means, but I find it to be very interesting and just very fun. Yeah. I do respect that Jay Leno didn't hide. You know, I think a lot of people could hide from the injuries, but he just kind of lived his life. Like he drove to the comedy club. He didn't have a driver. He just kind of went about it. He addressed it. Now it's like, I think it's it's already in the back. It's it's already in the back of our mind. Like it's already in the past. Like we just kind of move ahead. So I, I give him a lot of credit for not letting it define him and not letting him be a setback and just mm-hmm. kind of going back to doing what he does and what he loves, which is stand up in cars. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. But I get it. Everyone was very interested. They want to see if his face has changed. They want to see him and also hear exactly what happened. So I, I understand the the interest around this story. Yeah. It's crazy story, dude. Glad yeah. It's all right. Yeah, glad he's all right. All right, number seven. All right, number seven, uh, Lenny Hotstein from uh, Real Housewives of Miami. You heard about this whole hot mic moment, correct, where you hear him on on camera saying, in a couple months, I might be single too. And uh, (laughs) apparently he is saying that uh, the, the producers behind... Real Housewives are trying to make him look worse than he really was. He he claims that he has been asking for a divorce for a very long time, and they're editing that down to make Lisa look like she is the victim in the whole thing. He goes, I have said this dozens of times, um, and, and she just doesn't take me serious, but he wanted out of this marriage. And so he goes, yeah, for them to turn this on to the, like, this hot mic moment, he goes, it wasn't a hot, hot mic moment. She knew. She had been interviewing attorneys herself for years. So why are they making this seem like she didn't know and that she was blindsided? Like, you know, it. it, it he goes, I'm just trying to take, I'm being made to look like the villain and she's the innocent one. I don't know. I mean, this is, you know, they could potentially be editing it in her favor. I mean, she is still going to be on the show, Correct. Um, I don't know. This one, this one's crazy to me. It's great storyline for the show because they're going to keep, first of all, she didn't do anything illegal. So it's great storyline behind her. So it keeps her relevant. It keeps her in the news. It keeps her good to get her continued with the show. Here's what I I, say. And it, and it's just driving more audiences into the show. Yeah. Here's the one thing I will say. The more she talks about it and the more drama, everyone's like, oh, I, I need to go watch this. Like if this show is this crazy, I need to tune in. Yeah, the one thing I have heard from my sources or people in Miami, um, this guy Lenny, like they were like the hot couple of Miami. Like they were Miami socialites. They went out, they partied. I think they lived on Star Island in Miami, I believe. And mm-hmm. he threw this epic Halloween party where, I mean, everyone would go to this party, and it was just a sick, insane party on their at their house on Star Island. Star Island, if you guys don't know, it's like this little tiny island. I went to one party there. It's a it's in the middle of Miami and you need a bridge. You have to go through this private bridge to get there. And there's only like I'm guessing maybe like fifteen homes. One of them was like Diddy. I think A Rod might have lived there. I think um I think Shaq might even had a hard there. I, th- I heard LeBron might have had a house there for a little bit. And I went to a party for Floyd Mayweather there. Um about two years ago and it's just it's pretty cool it's 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 very cool but he is a baller and it doesn't look like she's um hiding any or, you know she's kind of liking the attention she was photographed the other day de- uh, well, the other especially night if she's looking like the innocent one of course then he looks like the dickhead and she gets to walk away with the good publicity she's more in the news <laughs> so she's going to use it to her advantage he's talking pretty soon i mean this guy he knows money in the world yeah 
He's he's already spe- speaking up. He's not. He's clearly not going to be sitting down and taking this in silently. They already have the money, but the only thing they don't have is fame. And you know what? He doesn't care. The money is nothing to him. He's got everything. He can do whatever he wants whenever he wants. The money's still going to come in. He's still a practicing plastic surgeon, so he knows he's going to have people coming in because he's a famous plastic surgeon. With that said, he doesn't have the normal, you know, the the regular stardom fame. So he's going to keep doing what he's doing. To like, he just doesn't mind. He doesn't care. Money. It's it just doesn't phase him. And I could see this yeah. getting very dirty. Number six. All right, number six is a little update about Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. You know, uh, we talked about this story, what what was it, last week or two weeks ago when the Daily Mail exposed this relationship that they were having. And both of them, keep in mind, are married, not to each other. And so them holding hands and like kind of exposing this relationship was a really big deal, especially for GMA, because this cannot be good publicity for the show. But if you're wondering an update, here's the thing. Um... Apparently, neither one of them have plans to cut the call or call off their relationship with each other. Um, and uh, there's a lot going on with GMA. They are still off air pending an internal investigation around their relationship, um, but they are still very much together. Um, and a lot of people now speaking out about it. I know David Muir, who does uh, 2020 alongside of her, not happy because he's kind of one of those guys that, you know. He's like a serious news guy, and so the last thing that a serious news guy wants to be is in the news. So I think he's frustrated that, like, she's bringing a lot of kind of negative attention to um, to the network, to her, to, you know, people are probably questioning him all the time about uh, what's happening. But I know Robin Roberts from GMA has also spoken up saying that it's, it's messy and it's kind of tainting the brand, which you don't want to piss off Robin Roberts. I mean, she is the queen of GMA. And then Gail King, who, um, you know, is a former GMA correspondent, but also now a, a CBS host. She is, she went on Andy Cohen, watch what happens live. And she said, it's a very messy and very sloppy situation. So, uh, everyone in news is kind of turning their backs on Amy at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. When the story first out, you know, everyone was just like, oh, you know, like, it's as good for ABC. I guess this was what was being leaked, that this was good for ABC, and this is going to bring people into the show. How could this be good for ABC, show. though? Well, it's funny because, you know, they kept them on the show for the rest of the week, and then the following week, it's like, okay, we should investigate this. And you should, because... There is HR issues to this story. Here's the thing that I thought that was interesting is that, you know, Daily Mail worked on this story. They had a photographer or even a private investigator like following them. That was not a paparazzi photos. This was private investigator type work. Um, but you wonder if the pri- if it was a private investigator from the Daily Mail or was it a private investigator from the uh, the spouses of Amy and TJ? Mm. You know, that's the part well, that makes me wonder. Well, it did sound like that the spouses, they had kind of separated a while ago, but it, there was no official divorce. So technically they're married, but maybe they had been separated for a little yeah. bit. See, I question that. I, I really do question that. Um, but all it would yeah. take is not even a private investigator. That just takes someone knowing the inner workings and tipping off the Daily Mail. Because the Daily Mail would send a camera to go follow them around. There's no question there. That's a that's a huge story, and it has become a massive story. You know what I'm saying? Like it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, but yeah, who got that initial tip is really interesting, or how they got that initial tip. So yeah, when the story first came out, ABC was gonna, you know, apparently, allegedly, I guess you could say, use the romance between the two 
at their, you know, in their favor and, and to boost ratings because ratings went up the next day. But then all of a sudden they had to look back and say, okay, was there other people, you know, allegedly that there's TJ has been uh, involved with other people regarding the show and they had to, they're waiting to see if other people are going to come forward that they were in a relationship with him. Um, there's a lot of allegations out there. Um, and then obviously there's the HR issue when, you know, if you're in a corporate company and you do develop a relationship with someone, you do need to come forward and tell HR and they didn't. This was the first time that people at ABC kind there was probably, uh, you know, kind of some rumblings that something was going on there, but you know, they were caught off guard and that is, you know, when you're in a corporation, you do need, that is your obligation is to report that type of relationship. A hundred percent. And you know what I think actually got them pulled off the air was him joking. So on the December 3rd episode, um, you know, TJ kind of had joked, oh, it's been a great week. And she responded by speak for yourself. So I think him kind of joking at what a great week it's been, it just it brought even more attention to it and like negative attention because people are like, why are you joking about this? Why are you making light of the situation? So I think that's really what kind of, uh, you know, did it for the network. They're like, okay, these two are loose cannons. We can't have them on the on the show. I do feel bad for David Muir and Robin Roberts because unfortunately they, they're going to get questioned about it and they have nothing to do yeah. with it, but they have to speak on the, the story and that's the least thing they want to do is be involved in this type of stuff. I mean, they don't want that sort of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I mean, it's, if this was you, I'd be talking to everyone that I could talk to about you. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. You're a snake. <laughs> You're a snake, Dax. I get it. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's move on to number five. All right, number five. Number five is just kind of a, um, a, a big bucket of Megan and Harry. Let's just say that because there's so many stories about Megan and Harry going around. Um, and the fact that uh, the, their documentary, had, the first three episodes had come out last week. Now the next three came out this week. Everyone's diving in. Uh, one of the big headlines is that Prince Harry blames the tabloids for Meghan Markle's, Meghan Markle's miscarriage. Um, they talked all about it on the one of the latest episodes of the documentary. Um, listen, did you watch the first three by chance? I have not. I feel like I don't need to because if you go to some of these news sites, mm-hmm. I feel like they cover every single thing that you could want to know regarding this documentary. But uh, what were your thoughts on it? I, I I really find it fascinating. And you know, I, I love the royal stuff. And it's been interesting because I've also been reading a lot of the comments on the private Facebook page. Um, off the record, if you haven't joined, joined. Uh, but I asked everyone, like, what was their thoughts on it? And a lot of people had mixed feelings. Like, some people were like, stop whining. I don't want to hear from them anymore. Other people said, I love it because I got to see this inner look into their world that I've never seen before. I personally loved it. Um, And it's because there is a side that was not publicized. You know, they they do get to speak up. There's a lot of photos that you've never seen before. You get to hear their love story of kind of like how they met, how they kept it private for so long. Um... And how hard it is to be a woman in the royal family. And I'm not talking from like just Megan's perspective. I'm talking any woman in the royal family. Um, they get a lot of shit. You know, Kate Middleton, Camilla, Princess Diana. Like people just get 
love to shit all over these women in such a public fashion. And they talk about how the tabloids in the UK are so much more intertwined with the royal family than publications do with any family here in the US. You know, it's like over there, it is it is basically your right to cover the royal family however you want because you're the reason the royal family is allowed to stay where they're at and in power and not in power politically but just in power in general because really you don't really need monarchs at this point and it's kind of more of a custom you know um and if if the if the royal family is out of favor then they could potentially just lose the, those roles you know what i'm saying so they talk all about this relationship between the royals and the news and if the news can talk shit on you one day but then the next day you still have to smile and 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 nod and kind of do this dance for them because they're in control of your life um and i just thought that was really fascinating by the way adam we got a little uh nod on the the first three episodes i think it was episode number three they brought up the uh simon rex episode and the fact that he had said yeah some publications offered me seventy thousand dollars to lie and say we had sex and that was first broken here on the hollywood raw podcast so that was pretty cool yeah it was um people it, it is it's become like the real housewives, the whole Megan and Harry and everything that goes on. There's just so many storylines. There's so many stories that come from it. I personally, I don't know who to, I don't know who to choose. You know, I kind of want to, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I think, I think honestly behind closed doors, I think it is tough to be in the Royal family because it is not a family. It is an institution. It is, it is a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not supposed to show your feelings. It's it's just not it's not like a normal family. So I think you can't look at it like a normal family. But the outside covers it like these are normal family relationships when they're just not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. It's uh, I I don't know it's, how it's to describe so good, it because it, it's, so it's 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 actually I'll be honest with you. I used to never not be into the royal family. But only recently, just because of everything that's going on, I've become more interested in because it's just like I, I'm always fascinated by rich people and they're not even rich. They're wealthy and they're not even wealthy. They're like they're it's on another level. They're on another level They're And just the inner workings of what goes on. I becoming I'm becoming more and more interested in it because yeah, I, 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 I suggest you watch this. I think you might actually really enjoy it. Because there's even things that, like, Megan was talking about how the first time she met the queen, you know, it was like they're rolling up to this breakfast or lunch or whatever it was. And Harry's like, hey, do you know how to curtsy? And she's like, what? Like, there's certain ways that, you know, as an American, you're like, wait, you have to bow to your grandma? You know, you don't bow to your grandma here. But over there, it doesn't matter who the hell you are. Everyone bows to the queen. And... So she had to learn all these things kind of she was just thrown into um, and she was getting ripped apart. Like, you know, you can't wear the same color as a higher ranking senior member of the royal family. Like there's so much crazy crap that you do find out about. I don't know. You should watch it. Yeah. All right. What's uh, number four? Our friend uh, Larsa Pippen. Oh, one of our former guests, probably one of the most talked about former guests that we've had on the podcast. Uh, she is now wrapped up in a relationship with 
Michael Jordan's son, Marcus. Um, by relationship, they're calling it a friendship. Everyone else on the outside thinks that there's a lot more going on. Uh, she was recently on uh, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and Marcus was actually in the audience, and Andy called that out. He goes, hey, so Marcus Jordan is here, and everyone starts clapping. He goes, so what's going on with you two? And she goes, uh, we're just friends. And he goes, what does Scotty Pippen think about your friendship? And she goes, I, I, I don't know. And Andy goes, what do you mean you don't know? He's never mentioned it to you. You've never mentioned to him. And she goes, nope. And so she's definitely playing it coy. The, the reason that he's bringing this up is because obviously Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen played together, had a friendship together past, you know, their, their basketball days. So this would be weird if Larsa started dating basically her mutual friend's son, right? Like that's kind of what it comes down to. And she's like, you know, I people always thought that we had this like, friendship outside we didn't i only met his family a few years ago and um and I, I didn't really know marcus's mom or them just recently met them so um it, maybe it's not as weird as everyone thinks it's still weird <laughs> um <laughs> it's still weird i mean obviously he's a lot younger than her um she says yeah like you know michael and scotty you know which we saw in the last dance documentary like they're not like the friendliest guys mm -hmm. still like they're just kind of uh they're acquaintances i guess you could say i think they saw each other they would say hi but they're not that close but she said growing up we you know michael's family jordan the jordans and the pippins were never that close mm -hmm. now she said their relationship as friends started only a few years ago and now they're seen all the time together. Now we've seen them hold hands. We've never seen them be affectionate. When you actually have looked closely, like when they hold hands, it never looks like they hold hands and their fingers are like kind of crossed with each other. It just, it's weird. And it's weird because I just want to know what the deal is. And she just says, oh, I'm dating. Oh, we're friends. But she still doesn't answer the question. And listen, I guess it's smart for her because she gets people still questioning and wondering. Um, we're the ones getting played. She knows what she's doing. I mean, her best well, friend also, was Kim Kardashian, so she knows how to say, work she, the PR. She learned all the cues from Kim, and Kim would do the same kind of thing. Like, don't give them more than they need. Let the questions be out there so that there's more people Speculation. talking about it and speculating and trying to figure it out because now it's a game, and people like games. I was disappointed that Andy didn't ask uh, Marcus Jordan in the audience. Like, Marcus, what does your dad think of this? You know, oh, like, been a good one. and I, I'm surprised he didn't. I was like, dude, he's standing right there. He's just very quiet. But I'm like, what does your dad think of this? Um, and that's what I'd be interested in. And he hasn't spoken. He just kind of walks around with her, holds hands with her. Maybe he's working the thing for her. Yeah, Maybe. But you, why, why go to a taping of a show if you're not dating her? Like, it doesn't make any sense. They're totally yeah, dating. Come on. It's just weird. Of all the guys out there, I mean, Larsa Pippen's a pretty girl, but of all the guys out there, she can get anybody she wants, successful. Yeah, but she, she likes to date these people that get her a lot of attention, and I don't blame her. Do what you got to do, girl. I, I don't know. When we had her on, I absolutely loved her. She was I great. did love her. She was great. She was, was very cool. I'm just very curious, and I respect the game, and I respect the hustle. But I do want to know. I want to know what the deal is. And unfortunately, I didn't do that. But I also understand why she didn't, because yeah. you know, you don't, you don't. A magician doesn't reveal his tricks. So, all right, <laughs> number three. Number three, Megan the Stallion was in court this week. Um, she has been showing up for this Tory Lane shooting trial. 
Um, and this has gotten pretty crazy inside. So she actually hit the stand um, while they did direct examination. Uh, this was on Tuesday, and she got pretty emotional during her testimony, uh, touching on the impact this case has really had on her, including the notion that she wishes she was dead instead of having to deal with this today. Um, she got all tearied on um, the second half of it of the testimony um, saying that it, it's really not hard to sit across from Tory Lanes, who, you know, she claims shot her and kept saying, you know, you know, because he's been saying, oh, I, I didn't basically, but she has described everything. So she said that what really happened was him and Kelsey Harris were having a fight. She got out of the car he said, dance, bitch, and that was the last thing, and he was pointing a gun, and then the next thing you know, she's shot in the foot, and she was, and he, uh, she claims that he offered her a million dollars to just don't say anything, and she remembers at that time thinking, wait, you're more concerned about being on probation and possibly going to jail than shooting me. So I think she's really, like, kind of hurt over the whole situation, but in her mind, the bigger problem is, because she's standing up for herself, because she's taken him to court, now the whole rap community has kind of gone against her. She said it's a boys club in the rap community. And so now I've got all these people coming at me with death threats and, you know, just vilifying me. And she's like, I'm the one that got shot in the foot. How am I the one that is the bad person in this situation? And so she, I think, and she basically said, sometimes I wish I would have just been killed rather than having to go through this because, again, I'm the one that is getting crucified here, not him. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious how this plays out. He showed up to court with his son and seemed like, you know, Which a loving weird. dad. Which is weird. His son is not like a 20-year-old. His son is what, six? Yeah. I mean, his son's like, going to be able to— Why are you bringing your son to sit front row at a court case where you— potentially shot someone very weird i don't know if that's yeah. just him trying to like be like oh win look sympathy. i'm a dad so don't send me to prison yeah i mean he was totally trying to win sympathy and i get it but i it's funny so this happened more than a year ago now and last year he showed up to the red carpet of i was at the super bowl last year mm -hmm. and i was at a super bowl party and he showed up to this red carpet event and before he walked the red carpet the publicist came down the line and said, hey, listen, you know, this guy's about to walk down the line. Do not ask him about the shooting. And it was like, what? Like, listen, as soon as he gets off the red carpet and he goes on the street, you guys are more than welcome to run out there and ask him. But on the red carpet, do not ask him about the shooting. And it was weird that this guy's going to walk the red carpet. And we can't ask him like in the back. Like the dude, biggest just, story, the biggest. You just shot someone. We have to act like it didn't exist. And we have to ask you about your album or something like that. Like, no, dude, that, like it just makes it makes all the reporters look stupid. It too. did, and actually, I was to the point of the red carpet. I was gonna be like, "Don't allow this guy to walk the red carpet." You know, don't make you don't give this guy the the credit that he deserves. Now, listen, in this country, you're 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 innocent until proven guilty, and he hasn't been proven guilty yet. Yep. But it was a tough time. It was a weird move on all ends. Like either walk the red carpet 100%. and address it, but I actually think the publicist screwed up there, and I don't think anybody called the well, bluff I on that. Can you imagine he would have been talking about that on every single like in my situation, if I were him, I wouldn't have walked the red carpet. Like if, no if you're not going to talk about it and you don't want anyone to ask you and you don't want it to be just don't walk the carpet. 
But to walk the carpet and say, don't ask me anything, that is really silly. So actually, it was interesting. He walked the red carpet, and then he left. He didn't even go into the event. And actually, oh, he, that was even weirder. Yeah. I mean, he just wanted to get photographed and show that he was in the game. And it was just – it wasn't bright for the publicists of the event. Yeah. And it wasn't great for – it was just weird on all accounts. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Well, all I right. hope that after this whole court case is over, I hope that if – you know, he is proven to be guilty that maybe some people start treating her with a little more respect than, you know, crucifying her like they are at the moment. That's right. All right. Number two. Oh, number two. Like someone broke on our Hollywood Raw private Facebook page off the record. Dua Lipa and Jack Harlow are now together. Who broke that on that on the our, our Facebook page? We did. We did. We broke it on their <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did. Uh, so we've been talking about this for a little while, that her and Trevor Noah, um, which we also had broken on our Facebook page, uh, are no longer together. And now it seems like she is dating Jack Harlow. Uh, but the story is kind of interesting. It sounds like, you know, he had called her up or face, FaceTimed her to ask her permission to name one of his songs Dua Lipa. And uh, I guess it was kind of awkward response at the time, but she gave him the yes. And ever since then, they have been kind of hanging out a little bit more and, you know, spending a lot of time on the phone together in constant communication, going around town. Um, And so it looks like they are the new kind of hot it music couple in the industry. Yeah. So we broke this story on our uh, off the record uh, private group. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. It's on Facebook. But here's what happened. They were at the Hitmaker, the Variety Hitmakers brunch in L.A. two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Maybe about two weeks or maybe a week and a half right. ago. Uh, actually, they're at the Hitmakers brunch at the end of November. Yeah, so so they're at this brunch. She apparently really wasn't the biggest fan of him. She was like, whatever. He made this song. He seems really thirsty. He's just trying to get attention. She knows deal. But they met in person. And she's like, oh, he's really cool. He's actually kind of fun, nice. They exchanged numbers. Now, he was very smitten by her. She was sort of fascinated by him or curious about him. They apparently have been like FaceTiming, talking uh, a lot lately. But like the talking conversations allegedly were like very like eighth grader, like do you have an older brother? Do you have a sister? Oh, are you a Virgo? Are you a Pisces? And like it was like those basic like vi- – but they were on the phone like for a while. Now, she was in New York for a little bit because she was doing a Jingle Ball and I think she was recording, I believe it or not. Uh, I, uh, she was doing – she's you know doing some – she's recording, I guess, for a new album. She also did Jingle Ball. The next day, apparently, she was supposed to fly out earlier in the day and he flew in just to meet with her. Now – he apparently uh, came in just to see her. He went in through, they went to the meatpacking. They both went to a restaurant through like a private door because they did not want to be seen. They had, you know, their little powwow. They're like first sort of like, hey, let's kind of hang out and see where it goes. And apparently they met up later that day for another little hangout um, before she left town. But she's very into him. He's very into her. This is, are they in a serious relationship? No, but like, they're dating. But they're, they're dating. dating. Yeah, they're getting other, to know each so other. Like they're they'll get there. they're filling each other out. They're in that that phase of dating. So, but we broke that on our off the record 
Hollywood uh, group. We actually broke another story this week, which it was a thing I brought up, and then the New York Post picked it up. It was just, you know, this is not the number two story of the week, but Jennifer Aniston had a Christmas party, and at that party was Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, uh, Gwyneth Paul, Charles Reese Witherspoon, Bradley Cooper, David Spade, Ted Sarandos, uh, uh, Jason Bateman, and like just a very cool Hollywood crowd. And the cool part about it was that there was no cell phones. Now, it wasn't a party that cell phones were not allowed. You can bring your cell phone in. But people just weren't thirsty. They weren't taking photos of the party. They weren't doing Instagram stories while there. It was just people hanging out and having fun, just like they used to do before social media. So they were the joke of the night was they were the uh, the old school Hollywood old crowd, school. you know. But um, I mean, it's crazy we think they're old school. But you know, it was a class, and this was that class hanging out, having a Christmas party, and seemed like a good time. I wish we were invited, but we would probably not even be invited uh, ever. And uh, yeah, but <laughs> check out our private off the record group on Facebook again. That's, that's the one thing we can get invited to our own group. Exactly. All right, Dax, the number one story of the week. Oh, what a sad number one story. Um, obviously, this one makes our top of our list. But Twitch, Stephen, Twitch boss, former Ellen DeGeneres show DJ. So you think you can dance all star dead at the age of 40. Uh this was probably one of the most shocking stories I have seen in a very, very long time. Adam, you actually sent this to me bright and early in the morning, right after it posts on TMZ. Uh, but basically, they found him dead in a hotel, um, and it looks like an apparent self-inflicted gun wound, uh, gunshot wound. Um, but all like looking at as an outsider. And looking at his social media, he looked like the happiest guy on the world. He looked like he was happily married, has three beautiful babies at home. And I I am still trying to piece together why in God's name this guy would take his own life. There must really have been some demons inside of his head because he just celebrated his ninth anniversary with his wife like four days before this. Um, they had just posted a bunch of really cute videos on their social media pages where they're dancing around, looking happy, him with the kids. Um, but um, I can tell you on Tuesday, Alice and his wife ran into an LAPD station and was frantic because she said Stephen had left home without his car. Something, this was just not like him. It didn't make any sense. And then a short time later, uh, around 11.15 a.m., Paramex got a call from a medical emergency at an L.A. hotel where they had found him dead from the gunshot wound. And um, so I know that Allison had put out a statement to people that he was the backbone of the family, the best husband and father, and an inspiration for his fans, and that she was basically confirming that he had passed away. Just, it, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, this is so sad, Adam. Yeah, it's a, it was a really sad story. I woke up, and I... I felt like I, I was one of the first people to read that story, and I sent it out to everyone because I was just in such shock. He's one of those people that always popped up on my social feed on Instagram and sort of TikTok of him and his wife dancing with his family. Like it's just, you know, it's one of those things you just never know who's hurting, and um, it's just so sad. And everyone kind of came out and talked about him. I actually have his phone number in my phone, and I've met him a few times, and. Nice guy. It's just you just never know who's hurting or how badly they're hurting. There's not much to say I, it's like, except it's like wow. I, I, yeah, because you know him because he was so awesome and he was so fun. And watching him on the Ellen show, he had such a big personality. And 
Yeah, like you said, you just sometimes you just don't know what's going through other people's head, even though publicly they may look like they're in a great spot. Clearly, that was not the case here. He, you know, people obviously you see people coming out and talking about him, and I didn't know him as well as other people did, but people, he definitely left a good impression of people. He did have a very, like, he had a very fortunate career and good career, you know, and, you know, he was on uh, So You Think He Could Dance, and he didn't win the show, but he came back, and he still, like, kind of showed his that he was a, a good dancer and danced for a bunch of projects, then became the Ellen. She, he wasn't the original Ellen DJ, but he was, Stryker was, yeah. But then all of a sudden he was kind of like a fun dancer and he was funny. Like he was never, he was never really a DJ per se, but like he was just like a fun energy for the show. Like he could always dance with Ellen and they kind of liked that. Like he was a very funny dancer. So mm-hmm. he became the DJ and Ellen. And then when Ellen kind of went through her troubles they got rid of a bunch of the executive producers of the show, and then he was made an executive producer of the show. So he was making a lot of money for that show. And I mean, there could, there might have been some other people that might have been more um, in a better aligned or had more experience to be the executive producer because it is a very profitable position. He fortunately for himself was able to get that job. It's just. I I woke up when I again. S- I just feel like I have so many questions. Like why? Why? I just want to like be inside of his head at those last moments and be like, don't do this. Like you have people that love you. Like think about those three little babies. Like, Oh, like growing up without their dad. Now that's like, don't do this, buddy. Like they, it can't be that bad. It can't, there's gotta be a better way. Let me ask you this Dex. And again, we're, it's a different time now, but and it's a different time because of social media and how it's like so much in our face. Mm-hmm. But when Robin Williams, you know, took his life, how was it yeah. like then compared to it, how it's like now? Like, were we in? Were we back when he did? Were we in that kind of shock then, or is it still shocking? Because I, I kind of say they're very similar. About, of course, that was a that was a crazy shock. It story. was, but you know, again, it wasn't like social media where like how it's this story is so in our face. And I thought mm-hmm. Robin Williams during that time, it wasn't as social media wasn't as big, and well, social media wasn't as big, but. To hear that the like the funniest man on the planet had taken his own life, yeah, that was shocking as hell. Like that one, I remember seeing the news, and I literally just got like a lump in my stomach because I'm like, how, how, how can this man who makes everyone so happy, you know, take his own life? But then you find out that he was he was struggling a lot for many years, and I think the pressure of always being on and always having to make people laugh. And he was making everyone else happy and not himself. It's funny, and I'm not trying to switch the subject and take away the attention of Twitch, but it just kind of goes in with Robin Williams. I remember meeting him on the street, and I, I remember I was sort of like in shock, like, oh, my God, it's Robin Williams. And he saw me, and he was outside the Trump International Hotel in New York City, and he saw me on the side. Now, my mouth was dropped a little bit. I was like just looking at him. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's Robin Williams. And he was like, what's up, buddy? I was like, hey, how you doing? He goes, can I get you something? Can I get you a photo or something? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you can. I, I appreciate things. And I was just so, and like, I remember him, like, he wanted to serve a little bit, you know, like yeah. he wanted to, like, make someone happy. And the craziest part is, like, you know, maybe this goes to Twitch. He could make other people happy, but he couldn't make himself happy. And it's sad and it's unfortunate for ev- in all different ways. And it's just, it's, I don't have much to say about this story except it's just, it's just sad and just kind of, just shocking. Well, this is a shitty way to go on the weekend. Oh man, but uh, guys, sorry to bring the the 
the excitement down, you guys, but this was a huge story, so obviously it had to be our number one, our final story. Um, but uh, make sure you uh, follow us on any social media platform. We are on TikTok, Instagram, IG, Facebook, wherever you want to follow us. We've obviously got the uh, private Facebook group that we've talked about a couple times on this episode. Off the record, come join us, come hang out. Uh, we like to ask you guys a lot of questions on there. He, read your responses. Uh, you can follow Adam at Adam Glenn. You can follow me at Dax Holt. Um, please, if you got a moment, head on over to our uh, iTunes page uh, where you can uh, leave us a review at the bottom. It just helps us crawl up the charts, which I have to say thank you guys because we have been crawling way up the charts. We uh, I think we hit number five this week, which is uh, awesome. So we are number five on the iTunes entertainment news charts. Which that's a big deal, Very like, big. you know, to that's huge. Like we're, we're way up there. It's really cool. Uh, so thank you guys for all your support. And um, we will see you next week. Adam, you got anything left that I uh, to say? No, I think you kind of nailed it out of the park. We are at number five in the Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood Raw. Keep it going, guys. Thank you for telling a friend, listen to the podcast. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Okay. He was awesome. He was what, fucking awesome. One of my favorite episodes of the year. Dude, I, I like every time, and I, I love our fucking podcast. I, do I love too. it so much. That was town was so much fun, so interesting, so honest, so real. One of my favorite interviews of the year, and I, it's so weird because, like, we heard. I don't think you'd get this kind of interview from Kristen or from Stephen or like Elsie. I don't think they're as mm. honest as he was. And um, yes, I know they do a podcast now, but. It's like, still different. There's the things different. that we get out of people, and I don't know how we do it, but like the stories, you know, it's like I really feel like I'm like talking to friends after like the first 10 minutes of like, you know, you get to like get out the awkward conversation with everyone. But the, this guy was so cool from before we turned on the cameras to like start recording to this moment. Like, so awesome. Yeah, no, it's such a cool. I actually really like him. Like, I'm. I want to hang out with them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I want to go to Nebraska to hang out with Talon now. I really enjoy them. Um, and yeah, fucking dope. So cool. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out. Uh, we actually have this podcast on YouTube. If you want to see the video element, we're also on TikTok. We're on Instagram at Hollywood All Pod. We're on Facebook. We have a private Facebook group called Off the Record where you guys kind of get to talk to each other, talk to us. You can ask us anything and we will do our best legally answer all your questions but you guys have some really good questions uh there's some great really, questions the, the one i liked this past week was like hey remember the old photos of britney with the umbrella like who took those i was like daniel ramos and i was like and i remember he had the umbrella for anyway there's just fun conversation what, topics he, inside the he had it for a long time I, he was going to auction it off like around like the 10th anniversary of the photos i don't know whatever yeah. happened though maybe we get da daniel on here yeah dude I mean, 100 yeah that's that he would be great to have on the podcast but yet again that's such a crazy thing like the the umbrella is actually worth money because it's so iconic but mm -hmm. also yeah someone else asked me a question and i don't even have the answer and i have to really think about it. it's one of the best questions i've gotten in a long time whereas have i ever caught someone like a celeb going through something where i wanted to like put the camera down and help them mm -hmm. and I have to I'm sure it's happened like it's happened for small stuff, but I have to think if there's anything big it's happened, you know, mm -hmm. um, so I have to think. but check out the Facebook group off the record. Thank you guys for listening. My name's at Adam Glenn at Adam Glenn on social media at Dax Holt. Leave a review five stars. Say a few kind words. Leave your name so we can shout you out. We'll see you guys next time. A Huda Media Production.